to week two of the Kamish Power Rankings. I am your Kamish Nuni, and I just want to say congratulations to all the teams that ended up winning week one. Um, I know it was a challenge. Uh, there was uh, a lot of low-scoring players and points, and um, if you came up on top and got a win, awesome job. Um, and uh, just want to reiterate that... Uh, you know, the focus of this one is power rankings and not predictions. So, um, you know, even with the low scores and I'm really looking at your team still as a whole and trying to project what I believe, at least in week two, um, you know, where you rank among the rest of the other teams. So uh, I'm not going to talk too much, but um, with that, I'm just going to do the top six. Um and not go through all 12. So here are my top six power rankings for week two. At number six, we start with Zane's team. So I put Zane here at six, um, primarily because of Patrick Mahomes and his other key players in Derrick Henry, DJ Moore, Chris Godwin. You know, they, they didn't get that many points, but surprisingly, Michael Pittman did show up and it looks like from week one, at least, that his Pittman is going to be the key number one for the Colts. So, uh, and I think Patrick Mahomes, once he gets Kelsey or some of his receivers can actually catch, you know, his points are going to reflect of what he's projected. So, I put Zane at six. Um, you know, he still has Romeo Dobbs on the bench, and it, you know, it seems like if uh, there's some injuries on. The Green Bay side that he's going to get majority of the targets. He definitely showed out against the Bears, and uh, that's why Zane is at six. So uh, keep on chugging, Z. All right, at number five, I have Toby's team, and I'm saying um, the owners versus their team names because some team names changed, and just to keep it consistent, I'm going to keep it just with the owner. So Toby comes in at five, and Toby. Toby's team is doing okay. Um, the reason I put him at five is uh, he had Aaron Jones, and depending on what that looks like, I'm going to keep him at five. If he is, in fact, hurt with hamstring pulls, then I'm Toby, Toby would eventually drop out of the five, and that's primarily because he doesn't have a, a next running back that can play outside of Camaro, who will be coming off of suspension. Uh, Devontae Adams is his... Devontae and DeAndre Hopkins look like they just got peppered with a bunch of targets. And we might hit the same saga with Kyle Pitts on this one. And that will be concerning. But, you know, to stay away from predictions, from a roster perspective, I have Toby as five. Um, obviously, he has to get... If his health of some of his players are not there, then obviously he would drop off. But Toby at five. Okay. At number four, I have Litwin's team. So Litwin has a really good team, in my opinion. Um, I think a lot of his players underperformed. And outside of that, he didn't have his starting tight end in Mark Andrews. And Joe Burrow laid basically a dud um, in that terrible weather. And I think he's just warming up. So between Joe Burrow and we saw a little glimpse of what Bijan is... Uh, hopefully, uh, Bijan gets to take more of the reps and um, as the season progresses. But uh, just to see him out on the field was a nice to see how he moves. Uh, looks like a very young Saquon. Um, 
has really good quickness, a uh, really good first step. So uh, if Arthur Smith and the Falcons are just going to be running it most of the time, which seems like they are, I can expect him getting a lot more work. So between Joe Burrow, Bijan, and then Chris Olave, uh, awesome, awesome jobs. His, his one weakness is his wide receivers um, and just figuring out who he's going to put there. Um, I know he has Jameson Williams, but that's only after the suspension. So uh, maybe he could hold a float, but you know, for the most part, uh, at the early start, Litwin's team is looking like it's going to be a contender. All right, now we go into the top three, and I know a lot of people don't like his trash talking, but uh, Rishi's team comes in at three, um, and I will tell you the reasons why. So. He has Justin Herbert, and we got a glimpse even if they lost. Um, Justin Herbert looks healthy. Uh, he has his weapons. The offense is ch- churning. Um, I forgot how many, put like 500 yards of offense on the Dolphins. Um, Etienne is going to be their workhorse, it seems like. Uh, he has a good rapport with Trevor Lawrence. And then Diggs and Ridley are going to be great. I think... Um, you know, you saw in the Monday night game that you know Josh Allen could just throw it to Diggs anytime, anywhere, and he'll still catch it and get a couple yards. So, um, depending on what that situation like, the only negative I see is Garrett Wilson with the Aaron Rodgers injury that his stock just significantly dropped. Uh, still made a ridiculous catch in the end zone to help his fantasy last week, but um, I think between Diggs and Ridley, who seem to be, uh, maybe even the Ridley might be the comeback player of the year, you know, Rishi's team looks like it's going to be contending each week. So, um, I really like his team. The only knock I had to say is, God forbid something happens to the Jacksonville team in general, like they had an off day or off game, then two of, between Ridley and Travis Etienne probably won't do as hot. So, but nonetheless... They're on fire, so Rishi's at number three. Okay, at number two, um, might be a surprise. I was debating between one and two, but I'll leave him at two for now. Um, is I put Nardo, and Nardo's team was pretty much Tyreek Hill last week. And to sum it all up, it looks like they're going to use him an unreal amount, and nobody can guard him. So between Tyreek Hill and Justin Jefferson... Naran's wideouts basically cover anybody else's wideouts. And then Tony Pollard with the Dallas defense. If they keep on playing like that, they're going to do a lot more just running the ball, wasting time. So um, between those three guys, it's great. And then Lamar didn't had a, actually a really bad game uh, from a points perspective. Um, but so he didn't have to really need them. So if Lamar has a legit game, uh, watch out for Naran's team. Uh, the one knock on Naran's team is that his uh, running back, uh, he lost his running back, J.K. Dobbins. But, yeah, he was pretty active on the waiver wire and picked up Kyron Williams and um, Puka. So I do like Naran's uh, backup if needed. And he has Roshan starting in there right now. But we could see what when uh, Sunday starts, who he ends up putting in there. So Naran at two. And also, I would like to put Naran got the highest amount of points, I believe. Um, scored the most points. Uh, and that's primarily because of Tyreek. But 
Good job, Nardo. And then at number one, I did not change it, but it is going to be Gibson still. Um, congratulations, Gibby, on beating me last week. But um, it, it is what it is. Uh, Gibby's team looks still on paper great. Uh, his one knock is Deontay Johnson, who he lost. So he'll have to pepper that with another wideout between Lazard and or Myers. Uh, but outside of that, CeeDee Lamb, Devontae Smith, Christian McCaffrey, and the San Francisco 49ers offense looks unreal. And even when they were blowing them out of the water, they still were handing Christian McCaffrey the ball to my demise, um, which I didn't understand why because it was week one. But it seems like Kyle Shanahan doesn't care and just wants to set a tone and set a point. So it looks like that uh, free agency pickup for Gibby is working out. And then Deshaun, in that wet game, still put up good numbers with, um, you know, running the ball and scoring. So... Um, if he keeps on doing that, Gibby's team will stay in the top three, I can imagine, in the weeks to come. All right, so those are my top six. It goes uh, Gibson at one, Nardo two, Rishi three, Litwin four, Toby five, Zane six. Uh, best of luck to everyone in week two, especially my team, but um, I just hope to see the Bears win. All right, have a good one. <laughs>